Hey, this is Chris. Before we get to the show, let me tell you a little bit about Anchor. Anchor is our way of we record podcasts. Fantastic. Let me tell you why. It's easy. It's free. There are creation tools that we can record and edit your podcast right from your phone and your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on such um, providers as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need in a podcast and so much more. Check out Anchor, and you can find it all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Anchor, it's a fantastic way of creating your first podcast and making it work. All right, we are welcome to the Seinfeld uh, podcast, and uh, again, another Friday, long week, lots of stuff happening with Laura and I at work this week, but it's nice to at least end the Friday part of our week by talking Seinfeld, and Laura has something right before the show. Well, first of all, welcome. Sorry, I kind of ran right into it. Okay. How are you today? Good, doing good. Fantastic. Um. Yeah, this is a different one because I'm I'm usually used to these Seinfelds that I've seen a million times that maybe um you know I confuse them with another episode by seeing them. The glasses was kind of a new one to me. I, I recognized it, but it was something I haven't seen that much. I I you mentioned about how you've kind of grown an appreciation of, of the glasses for the years. Uh what's your like was that one you've watched a lot, you know, in your younger years? I've seen it a few, you know, a number of times, we'll say. It I don't know. When I when I first watched it, I don't know, it didn't strike me as that funny, you know. Mm. Um, it seemed very uh like, I don't know, I don't know what the phrase would be, but it seemed very uh one jokey at the time. You know, the stuff with his glasses and chasing down the guy that stole them and all that stuff. I think that's what got me. You know, kind of like, eh. But now it's there's so much going on in this episode that it just made me laugh so hard. I kind of wonder about this. This is not for related. It's a little off topic, but uh, we'll, we'll get right back on it. I wonder because like now we have Seinfeld on Hulu. I collect some DVDs of shows I like. I got the Seinfeld DVDs with me and everything. Um, and so now you can watch whatever Seinfeld you want whenever you want between Hulu and DVDs, all this other stuff. But I got to tell you, from a time when I would watch the reruns on TV, it seemed like the glasses didn't pop up as much. And again, I didn't watch every time Seinfeld was on rerun. I kind of wonder about this. Do they show all the Seinfelds? Like, if you're watching it just on TBS or uh, maybe if it was on a local channel at 6 o'clock or 7 o'clock, I wonder... Do they offer all the Seinfeld reruns in syndication, or do they just take a certain number? Because I can't remember the glasses that much. Uh, I don't think so. And the reason I say that is because there was a time, like early on, when we were first working from home in the pandemic, and I just didn't want to reach for the remote to change the channel. And I, uh, TBS has... Uh, friends on during the daytime and it always seemed like it was the same like 50 60 episodes you know like they would go back to the beginning and then they would have you know it would be you know like a week or two you know and they would be back to the beginning again so I don't think so I mean there's some there's one like there's one episode that they don't show anymore the Puerto Rican parade one yeah they, you know, they pulled that one from broadcast, I guess. Um, so, I mean, I I don't know. I don't think so. Well, I remember you used to, like, before we got the, hey, the, the show's available on Hulu, I would remember, like, I think it was, like, on TBS um, On Demand, like, they would say, hey, you can watch old Seinfelds, but usually they put out, like, 10 per month that you can watch. You, you couldn't really watch a whole back catalog. And seeing that made me think, is that how they do the syndicated shows? And who knows? I mean, who's tracking every show that's on TBS? I'm sure somewhere out there, but 
you know, we haven't had time, but I always kind of wonder about that because, like, some of the more memorable Seinfelds, you know, I've yeah, I worked at a newsroom. Well, it's actually your newsroom now. <laughs> I used to work where uh, Laura's the editor of, and that building's not around anymore, at least for. No, uh, it, is. it is, but it's not going to be for long. Yeah, not for long. <laughs> I'll have to come back and visit the old days because there was a time when um, I was the night guy. I would take sports calls. And really what kind of got me interested in Seinfeld it was right after I graduated, I remember seeing the finale with my wife. Uh, I was graduated. She was a senior in college. We went to some college watch party where we watched the finale live. And then I'm like, wow, this is a great show. And But, man, I got nine seasons to catch up on. So as I would wait for calls to come in, I was like a sports clerk uh, at the, at this paper, and it'll go without saying. You can look Laura and I up on LinkedIn or Twitter, and you'll know which paper it is. But I would remember having Seinfeld on as I was waiting for calls, <laughs> and the GM at that time, and he was older at the time. He's probably passed and gone. He got very upset because he came in one night and saw I had my eyes on Seinfeld, and he didn't like that. So. <laughs> Which is funny, it was at that time I was probably making six bucks an hour. So it was just, yeah. you know. And there were no calls going on. I mean, it wasn't like yeah, reporters would say, hey, you need to work on your story. It was just, you yeah, know, I would really take calls for the week and cover a Friday night football game. I mean, that's it's why I did. Work the whole time, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no, that got me interested in Seinfeld because I can't remember uh, back then if it was TBS or uh, maybe it was, I don't know, Channel 43 or one of the local stations that played a lot of old sitcoms. But, like, there was two or three at a time. I would watch a lot of those. And that's where I, I got into the Murph Griffith show and all the great Seinfelds we all know and love, uh, Marine Biologists and all this other stuff. But, yeah, I bring it all up, going back to the glasses and go, man, the glasses is not I, – I, I recall the iconic picture of – George with the ladies glasses on that we're going to talk about. But man, the glasses were one that just didn't pop up. And I don't know if they just didn't throw it out there or not. It was strange, but but we'll talk about that. Um, so and you said you're liking the episode as the years go on. Mm-hmm. Uh, forgive me if I missed it when you were talking before, but what's the thing you like more about now than you did maybe when you were younger? Well, the the as usual, the like, I'm not actually sure with the glasses. Yeah, I guess the glasses is the title, so I guess that would be what they would consider the main story. Yeah. Of course, the other stuff, you know, as usual, is the stuff that made me laugh hysterically. <laughs> um, Elaine and her dog bite, and yes. her with the air conditioner. Yes. <laughs> um, and Jerry, there's like, there's a lot of. Um, a lot of lines in this episode that you know are kind of classic Seinfeld lines, you know, like that showed up in um, like a lot of the uh, you know when they would do those episodes where they had the clips, you know. There's a lot of a lot of stuff from this episode, like Kramer almost falling out the window with the air conditioner, you know, um, Elaine with the you know, foaming at the mouth while she was when she thought she had rabies. Um, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of memory. A very underrated episode, I guess, because if we started this, you said, "Chris, you got to check the glasses," and be like, "What?" But no, yeah, it, it was a definitely underrated episode. Yeah. I look at the George storyline, and honestly, Laura, the longer we do this, um, you know, we always identify with okay, who we most like. I think I'm more most like George. Maybe that's why he. He's one of my favorite. Yeah, he's probably my favorite character of the Big Four with Seinfeld. Um, I got to admit, Laura, sometimes I get confused. Um, I've had to wear glasses different times in my life, and I don't think I ever intentionally picked out women's glasses. But yeah, yeah it's sometimes hard to tell. My, my wife makes fun of me. I went to a secondhand store. I just needed a light jacket to wear around. I mistakenly bought a woman's jacket, and she was <laughs> laughing at me when I came home. And I'm like, how do you know? And I guess the zipper and the flap were on the wrong side. Apparently, like, it goes one way of girls, the other way of guys. So yeah. I feel George on this. I mean, George didn't know. Uh, is that a common mistake to make, or is George and I just kind of goofy? Um, it's, um, I 
you know, it's, I think it's more, with clothes, I think it's less easy to do. No offense. Yeah, I know. And, and trust me, I'm goofy. You can say But, um, the, um, Like with like, I have I actually have to go in a couple weeks because um, I broke my sunglasses, my prescription sunglasses. Just mm-hmm. um, I have to go get new ones. And when I went to the eye doctor in November, I was looking around. I always like to look ahead of time mm-hmm. at the glasses to see what's there. And my eye doctor's office has them like they're basically like tethered, locked in. You know. So you can't pull them out and try them on without somebody there. They're, they don't let you try them on if you're not going to be buying them. You know what I mean? So um, it's hard because they don't really pull them. They don't really separate them anymore. Yeah. But, you know, because like the shapes are kind of similar, you know, men's and women's glasses. The shapes are very similar. There's very, very little difference anymore. A lot of it's in the coloring, you know, and, but I mean, <laughs> you know, those glasses were ridiculously women's glasses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't think I would make that mistake. Yeah. But I, yeah, it's tough. And then George had the same problem. Now, we're not watching these episodes in series order, but, you know, there was a problem that George was involved with in terms of, you know, hearing what people are saying, you know, from across the room and everything. Uh, George had a problem again because, you know, Jerry's girlfriend, George stopped because he was squinting. And I'm guilty of squinting. I've been that way since I worked with Laura a long time ago. I'm still that way sometimes now. I was actually um, asking you if you wear glasses because I'm yes. Well, it frustrates me because I hear that all the time. I mean, my wife would tell me that. Laura would tell me at work. Uh, people would tell me that at church and everything else. It was fun. Uh, yeah, so I squid too, and and it came back to bite George because, you know, George thought that it looked like he saw Jerry's um, girlfriend kissing another guy, which was Jerry's cousin. And I, I love the fact where when Jerry saw George eating an onion when he thought it was an apple, Jerry, Jerry starts to scratch his head going, man, maybe George isn't that good at doing this. Yeah. And Jerry, and George said, uh, he said, don't you, don't you believe me? And he said, you must, be, you must have done something. Oh, no, that's not the quote. Eating onions, spitting, dime. I don't know what's up. Yeah. <laughs> he saw the dime from across the room, of course. Which, you know, they should have thought, you know, the reason he saw the dime is because George is so cheap. I wish I could have used this excuse when, you know, you told me about this, you know, when we were younger. Um, you know, George would say, hey, I can see fine details when I squint. <laughs> he said he was, he could get up to 20, 30. Yes. And he was picking out picking out uh, raccoons on the side of the road. And then Jerry said later that he knew they weren't raccoons. <laughs> so he really wasn't able to see. Yeah, I just saw it. Um, I liked, uh, <laughs> I love the onion part because I, I did some reading of, you know, background stuff on this episode. <laughs> and um, that was an actual real onion that he oh. ate. That they they apparently had put it in the freezer to try to take away the edge of it. Okay. And so he was eating basically a frozen onion. I always wonder about that. I'd love to have, and again, it's, you know, we're not getting Jerry Seinfeld on, but I'd love to get an actor of one of these more famous shows on. Because, like, I was reading about, like, Seinfeld in the office. And you think about some of these hysterical scenes that we all know and love. How did these guys get through that? Or how did these like watching, you know, George eat that onion, man, it would have been hard to keep a straight face. I mean, probably part of the acting is keeping a straight face during some of these really funny scenes. Yeah. Seinfeld's got some great outtakes. If you want. Oh, yeah. You should look for them because they're hilarious. Especially the fact that the funniest part to me is that Kramer um, Michael Richards apparently was like 
always trying so hard, but it was always the victim of one of the other ones, you know? Yeah. I mean, he was, half the time he's like, come on, what are you doing? Come on, stop it. And well, then, the famous one, we've talked about it before, was the one where, you know, at the end, you know, um, Jerry Stiller is, is trying to, uh, you know, pay the bill so George gets out of jail and he's in one of his hijinks and him and Elaine are fighting and, you, you know, they're they're ready to throw down. And, and, you know, that, you know, outtake was hysterical. It was great. I mean, it may be one of the best outtakes, period, let alone just in mm-hmm. Seinfeld history. It was fantastic. Yeah. I like, too, and, and you mentioned it. It's a good observation. Kramer's always in this get-rich-quick scheme or I got a deal for you. I know a guy. And, you know, the optometrist, you know, the eye doctor is a friend of Kramer, which (laughs) would make me kind of question the eye doctor. But also, too, (laughs) he's going to give you a deal. I'll give you 30% off because he helped break his addiction to sugar. (laughs) That was fantastic. The The best part of that was when he was saying, like, what he used to eat. He's like, you were eating four baby roots and yeah. um what was it? Something about he followed it with a uh don't with a little donut, he said. And then he was eating stuff on the way to work. <laughs> I was like, man, that's a dream. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that sounds great. <laughs> don't break that addiction of sugar. It'll be fantastic. Yeah. Um, um you know, and then I mean, it was two, it was two, uh, two deal things in one episode. One worked, and one didn't. <laughs> and of course, the George part didn't work. Um, the uh, with the air conditioner, and then of course the air conditioner crushed the dog. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he was he was okay though. He decided to wear a cone. Um, the, I, the the glasses thing was just hilarious, you know. Oh, yeah. He basically was like, "Don't ever come back after I give you this discount. I just want you gone." Yeah. <laughs> but George won in the end, I guess. So that's good. I love the air conditioner part. I mm-hmm. always think um, when you live in a big city, I, I don't know, you always get freaked out about losing things because you're probably up high and everything, and. Just seeing Kramer, you know, he loses the air conditioner. He's struggling with it. It's like he's trying to lasso a horse in. He's being pulled all over the room by the cord, and he finally, you know, drops it. And, oh, it would be terrifying. I mean, can you imagine dropping an air conditioner out the window? You know you're going to hit something like a car or a person. And, yeah, I mean, whatever he hits is going to be terrible. But, sadly, it was the dog. I mean, I, I – I, I live in terror of that a little bit. I mean, I like visiting big cities like New York, but man, it'd be tough living there with all that crazy stuff going on. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, it's, I don't think air conditioners are falling from the sky very often. Yeah, probably not a lot. Well, well, you know, we're biased because you know we watch Seinfeld, so it's not just the air conditioner, but you know, it's that big tub right. of oil, you know. <laughs> Big just don't live around Jerry's house, I guess. That would make it better. Yeah. Well, remember, Jerry said, you know, and Elaine, Elaine both said uh, they did never spit out of a window. So, you know. Yeah. Good. <laughs> but if you think of all the things that fall out that window, you know, you think about yeah. that coat Elaine threw out the window. Yeah. Um, the wig. Yeah, the wig. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't want I don't want to try to catch a big ball of oil coming to me or, you know, catching an air conditioner. It's probably a death wish. But, you know, there's times when good things come out the window. I mean, did they throw the organizer out the window once, too? Um, she threw it out the car window. Oh, okay, the car window. Your, so. The Yuri Testikov did. Yes, okay. <laughs> yes. It was... Uh... So you never know. I mean, if you're friends with them or if you're living nearby them, I mean, there's lots of stuff you can either catch or try to duck in the void. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, yeah. Oh, the other, the one of the other things that I loved in this episode was Elaine's dealing with the doctor at the hospital. 
for her dog bite. Yeah. After um, Jerry ignoring her in the in the store while she's bleeding. Yeah. And she's like, if you want to follow me, just follow the blood trail. Yeah, and, and there was a little bit of a communication breakdown with the doctor and Elaine, uh, especially Elaine, too. Dog bites. Yeah. I like when he says, no woof woof. No, woof woof. No, no bang bang. Yes. Yeah. And then um, when, she has, when she goes back because she can't swallow, as she said, um, she said, is this going to hurt? And he's like, yes, very much. It made me think of you know the shots for the yeah COVID. <laughs> and, um, and then Jer- and, and Jerry, what what a surprise? Because again, I, I wasn't sure I remember too well, so this is kind of new for me. But you know, we talk about these characters that come back on the show, and we get excited when they come back on. And mm-hmm. for me, you know, this show is a little bit new to me, and seeing Uncle Leo on the show, I mean, that kind of. Elevated the show's perception in my eyes. Um, the there were um, there were a lot of uh, this episode moved really quickly, so like a lot of people came and went. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was. Um, it was very, uh, sorry about that, I got distracted. <laughs> oh, no, you're fine. You're fine. <laughs> I got distracted by Mike Shearer sent me something. Um, the, it, it appeared from this episode that Elaine, Elaine talked about Amy, the girlfriend, that Amy had been around for a little bit. Because um, he was getting the air conditioner for Amy. Remember? Yeah, yeah. She, she might have been one of those longer term girls that, you know, we were talking, I forget if it was last week or the week before, we were talking about how Jerry never had, was able to keep a woman around, you know, yeah. for whatever reason. And um, Amy, it appeared, was worth an air conditioner for Jerry. <laughs> well, and if you think about it, man, what, what a gift, because obviously they weren't engaged or anything. Um, mm-hmm. Man, you know, I think about when I dated my future wife. I mean, I, as the relationship progressed, you started getting nicer and nicer things. But mm-hmm. man, I never got her anything major, household like. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think the closest we came was we bought a bed, um, probably a couple months before we got married, and we were living apart at the time. We just say, "Hey, we got a deal. Let's just make sure we get in place." For the time we got married, but but that was more of a gift we just kind of bought as a couple. It wasn't like, hey, here's a bed for you. But but that's gotta be that's a nice gift. I I wonder how she felt when she got that. I mean, you know, she had need for air conditioner, but I mean, man, how would you feel if your husband got you air conditioner in your dating? I mean, I've been very happy. Um, yeah. <laughs> the I don't know. You know, the thing was, it didn't. We didn't get an idea of how long of a period of time he had that air conditioner. In the episode. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, the only way we knew that it was at least later, you know, was that there was like the stuff had been installed around it, you know, so that the air stayed in. Like when Kramer put it in the window, he said he just pulled the blind on top of it and yeah. installed. <laughs> yeah. You know, it reminded me of when I was a little kid because when I was a kid, we had, uh, um, like window unit air conditioners in our house mm-hmm. you know my dad it was like he had he had all the air conditioners separate and had all of their like he would put a piece of wood underneath it on the sill on the window sill and then there were you know cardboard things cut out for the sides that he would put in and he had them all like stored together so as soon as you saw the wood and the cardboard come out you knew somebody was getting an air conditioner in the house yeah, definitely. It made me laugh with the installed line. So I don't know how long he had it. So I'm not even sure if she knew that it was there, you know? Yeah. It's, well, yeah, I, I was wondering too. There was really no clo- I mean, was, there was really no closure there. 
I don't yeah. know. We, we didn't really get an idea of whether she, you know, whether they broke up there, you know, because he ended it, ended the Uncle Leo section with, you know, the second time he used the line about, want to get some pizza? <laughs> Which makes me laugh the way he says it. Um, so yeah, it, she, you know. If, if we were going to get really nerdy, and I don't want to do this on the podcast, we're just having fun talking about it. Um, you know, like people who study the Bible do this research and says, hey, you know, okay, you read this passage in the Bible and then the next chapter, but it doesn't have to be the next day. Maybe in real life, 20 years passes before, you know, yeah. the next chapter. I'm wondering if anyone could ever do research into Seinfeld and say how much time passed. You're right. You know, if he's buying her air conditioner, I mean, that's not a second or third day gift. You know what I mean? Right. Um, so I, I wonder how much time he was really with this girl. So. I have no idea. Um, it would be an early podcast. I'm not sure if I want to necessarily go there yet, but it, it kind of makes you think and everything. Uh, what what do you think about the Paul Simon concert? So <laughs> they you know they go Uncle Leo's. Uncle Leo's kind of sat there to uh, try to figure out if, if she did kiss somebody else. They end up going to Paul Simon. What do you think about that? Um. I, you know, I felt bad for her the way he kept putting, he put her on the spot trying to see if they were going to be, uh, if they were going to recognize her. Again, Uncle Leo stole the scene with his uh, describing Jeffrey and his relationship with a teacher and the animals that he likes. And um, I thought it was hilarious when he said, you know, what his favorite animal is and she said, no, what is it? What is it? The leopard. And she asked why. And I'm like, oh, she's sucked in to Uncle Leo. <laughs> well, and why? I mean, if I'm, I know it's family, and I know, you know, family can frustrate you, but you're, they're your family. But man, Jerry's put a lot of trust in Uncle Leo. I mean, you know, I wouldn't never hang out with Uncle Leo again, but it seems like Jerry kind of always goes back to the Uncle Leo train. We know it's always going to go bad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean he the best his best dealings with Uncle Leo, I forget which episode it is actually. The one where he's advising him to leave the girlfriend. Yeah. Because he's an Adonis. Yeah. And then he says, you know, what are you doing? You're like grim death. <laughs> I've got family members and I don't know. The family members I'm going to talk about don't know what podcast is and everything, so they probably won't stumble across this. If they do, I'm sorry. We could talk about it some night or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I have family members that I, I love all my family members. I haven't sworn off any family member, but there's family members that I wouldn't necessarily trust. They're more good just to hang out with, you know. Mm -hmm. Talk about the football game or whatever, but it, it seems like, yeah, like I said, Jerry's put a lot of stock on Uncle Leo, and yeah, it's funny, it's great, he's a great character on the show, but I sometimes question Jerry's decision making when it comes to Uncle Leo. <laughs> he, he, uh, he does seem to take advantage of him a lot. Yes. But Uncle Leo is kind of a pain, you know, because the way he, um, you know, tries to push. Jeffrey on Jerry as though he I mean I'm not sure it's like a competition for Uncle Leo with Jerry um, because of the I mean Jerry's famous and or sort of famous I guess in the show I'm not sure if he really is famous or not but um, how he uh, he's always trying to one-up them you know yeah I liked it, and you referenced this earlier, but I think we, we're jumping around a little bit, which is okay. There's a lot to get to in this episode. I, I like the end. Uh, the actor looked familiar. Um, you, you're much better at identifying names. Did you recognize the actor that was blind? Yes. Or or, or, or not seen well much, uh, I best to describe him. Yes, um, it's Rance Howard. Oh, okay. We talked about this last week. Um, it's yeah. Howard's father. Is the was the blind guy? Okay, I'm glad you mentioned that because he did look familiar, and I'm like, man, I've seen this guy on stuff before, and I it just didn't recognize him. You do a much better job identifying these people. Yeah, um, it struck out to me that um, 
he was in it and the son his son ron howard's brother was in a different episode the that one that we just watched actually the yeah. uh, trip he played the criminal in the trip yep yep very oh, good ron too bad <laughs> and, and i loved it. it was you know funny you know obviously george had to leave him out because he couldn't see and they end up outside the club and nothing but their towels and they're like linked arm to arm. Probably was a strange sight for people walking by. Yeah. It was a good spot. What am I missing? I, I'm afraid I'm missing something because I'm kind of jumping back and forth. But yeah. some of the wives need stuff with this episode. Well, we got um, we had all the sub all the different storylines. Um, I one thing that I really enjoyed. I love, um, I'm somebody who remembers lines from shows mm -hmm. um, and that like these small little things stick out. I love when um, George is, has the bag of pretzels and Kramer, <laughs> he has his glasses, his new glasses on, uh, George, and Kramer walks up and says, may I have one of those, madam? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that. And uh, Jerry earlier, before Kramer got there, called him Elton because he looked like Elton John. <laughs> you know, isn't is not wrong. <laughs> yeah, I thought this was a minor episode for Kramer. He didn't really have a lot in this episode to do. Yeah, he it, a lot of what he had, but he didn't really have a lot to do. Yeah, and you always wonder how these actors take it because obviously. The way the storyline's written, you know, it's not like all of them are going to get the same equal screen time or whatever. But yeah, he, he did have a minor role in this one. Right? I, I wonder how it went over with him. I don't know. I mean, it's it's impossible in a half an hour show to get or to get storylines, major storylines for all four. You know, so I'm sure he gets he's the major player in most of these episodes. Oh, yeah. And, and how do you time it? You know, are you, like, clocking screen time? I mean, I mean I'm mean, i sure there's probably some shows that sure. yeah. you know, actors have done that, but it's it's petty. Yeah. Um, um, I, I was looking at the Wikipedia page for this show, mm -hmm. and, you know, take Wikipedia for its worth. It's not always 100% factual. Mm -hmm. uh, but there, there's always a production notes on there. Mm -hmm. And they were saying that they actually filmed a scene of, uh, you know, Jerry's girlfriend and uh, Jeffrey having an affair. Now, yes, I saw that too. It might, it might just be a scene of them kissing. I mean, I, I, I'm sure it probably wasn't anything over dramatic, but yeah, you you always wonder. And I, I'm sure a lot of shows do this where they film extra scenes and they're trying to figure out how to put the final touches together. It, it's interesting how some of these shows would have changed if they chose one scene over the other. I'm kind of glad. I don't think we ever did see Jeffrey, right? I don't remember him. I kind of like the idea of having the mystery of who is Sacramento, yeah. or however you say his name, you know, who doesn't exist. He's not real, you know, but he's not a guy that we've seen, but he's always in all these episodes, you know. He was in this one. Back when it first aired, that stuff would frustrate me more, saying, why can't we see him? But you're right, you know, that mystery makes your character more alluring. Like the, the marriage from, you know, Frasier. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, you, they mentioned marriage probably 10 times an episode, and mm -hmm. you never saw marriage, you know, so yeah. kind of wild. Yeah. So. I think it's better when you have the mystery. Yeah. So, in Vulture, they rate this show 42nd. Again, mm -hmm. this is very artificial because we haven't sat down and ranked all 169 episodes. Might be a little bit high for me, but I was pleasantly surprised because when I first read about this, I'm like, geez, I have no idea what this is about. I'm going to hate this. But I, I was pleasantly surprised because there's a lot I liked about the show. I may not rate it as high as 42, but it's definitely in the top half, I would say. Yeah, I would say the same. I, I Like I said, I wasn't crazy about this one when it first came out. There's like a group of them that I... I'm like, okay, you know, but I, this one was funnier than I was expecting when I went into watching it for this week. 
I mean, I, I caught myself a couple times laughing really loud out loud. Yeah. Yeah. So. It was good. I, I was answering messages from work. I enjoyed it, but I was trying to go. Yeah. I don't know if we're going to be able to tape this episode. So that, that was the only thing that kind of held my laughter back a little bit. But no, it was good. Very enjoyable. So, all right. Um, yeah. Next week, we go back to season eight for the nap. And, you know, Laura, you're a purist. You're one that can appreciate the acting more than I do. I almost feel bad that I really like this episode, but this is kind of near the top for me. And I feel bad because, Laura, when you pick one's near the top, you're like, man, great acting and everything else. To me, I love this episode. Just, I always chuckle about the idea about what would it look like to actually sleep during work. So <laughs> the acting may have been terrible. Maybe it wasn't as funny. I just watched that going, ha ha, wouldn't it be great to just take a nap during work or find a spot in your desk? How would that work? So, I mean, what's your, what's your take on, on, on the nap? Just overall, we'll watch it and we'll break it down more next week. Um, it's okay. Um, it's very much like um, what we talked about Uncle Leo um, coming onto the show and being hilarious and um, this one has George uh, Steinbrenner. So um, anytime Larry David makes an appearance on this show, it's pretty good. Um, yeah, it, I mean, it's okay. I, I love the interaction with Jerry and the guy that makes the, that does the, um, he's the one that's supposed to be building the cabinets. And, yeah. Um, the uh, and and then when they do get built, the reactions of the people as they come in are hilarious. You know, um, was it was it Elaine who said, "I'm just not comfortable here"? Yeah, <laughs> there, there was a lot of good stuff. I don't know. I, I I feel guilty a little bit because even looking at some of the other great Seinfeld episodes, I really loved. Which is for quirky, strange reasons, but I guess that's okay. I mean, if you like the show, it shouldn't matter why you like it. Right. Uh, like the marine biologist, I don't even know, even know if that was the greatest episode of all time. I just, you know, I'll watch the YouTube clip and wear it out of, you know, the George's great speech at the end of marine biologist, you know, mm -hmm. and you might say, hey, the, the other 20 minutes of the episode kind of stunk. I wouldn't know because I'm like, man, that speech was fantastic. So, I, I've been feeling a little bit gilly lately. I love Seinfeld. It's a great show. But am I liking different episodes just because of my own quirks other than it's a great show? I, I, I kind of question myself sometimes. I think, I mean, this goes to like a big psychological thing. But, you know, you're when you're a kid, you watch everything that everybody else watches because then you're cool like them, you know. And you like what they like because everybody likes it. You know, I'm of the opinion that now, I mean, these shows are subjective to who, to what you like and oh, yeah. who you like and who you don't like, you know. Um, I mean, I, I like what, I like the ones that I like, but I can guarantee you half of the ones I like, other people don't, you know. Yeah. But I like, you know, like we, like we talk in this that, you know, I like, moments rather than plots so much, you know? Yeah. So it's, that also, you know, might be the reason why sometimes when I see the name of the episode, I get confused about which episode it is. Well, I'm getting excited because I'm seeing the next, like, 10. And there, there's some doozies, good ones coming there's out. There's a couple of really good ones in the next Yeah. Episode. So I'm looking forward to it. I mean, It'd be depressing if we the next 10 go, oh, man, the next 10 weeks are going to be horrible. But, no, there's going to definitely be some really good weeks in terms of shows that we discuss. I'll bring it up. Another quirky reason why I like the show, we always talk about, like, the Merv Griffin show. And, yeah, part of it was it was so out there and so strange. But even for me, you know, we're doing this podcast network where we're talking about Seinfeld and different stuff. Well, this came – I mean, I always thought about doing something like that. But it was back during the time of like the Merv Griffith show where it was hard to actually do something like that unless you bought studio time or time at a radio station. So doing a podcast like we're doing right now 
back when they filmed Murgrove's show would have been probably as crazy as doing what Kramer did. And that always made me laugh. It was a funny show. I'm not saying it was a horrible show, but some of these Seinfelds I like just because of my own quirky, you know, reasons. But you're right. I mean, everyone's got their own reasons for liking different episodes or liking a show in of itself. Yeah, it took me... I was joking around that it took me, you know, 55 years almost to figure out that what I like, it's okay that I like something because I like it, you know? Yeah. Because, you know, peer pressure, peer pressure is such a, such a waste of time. You know what I mean? You should, people should like what they like. Makes If it makes you happy, I would, you know, then I would like it. <laughs> you might remember this and, and uh, we're sorry, Laura and I met when, we worked together for the news channel. So we bring up references because that's the first time we knew each other. But one of my fun, eh, maybe it wasn't the funniest time, but I used to enjoy where I would sit before I left the paper. I, I would sit close to two sports guys. and One was Mark and one was Kevin. And it was funny hearing them argue back and forth. One guy liked hockey, one guy liked basketball. And it used to bother me. Sometimes I joined in just to kid around, but it kind of bothered me to say, how could you like this? How could you like that? And what you just said, very mature, very good. It's something I've learned in life, too. Hey, you can like what you want. It might be different than what I like, but that's fine, you know? As long as what you like isn't, like, you know, discriminating against somebody or yeah. or, or horrible. Hey, you know, like what you want. So mm -hmm. uh, it used to bother me a little bit more about what show you liked or what sport you liked to watch. Now I'm like, hey. Live and let live. <laughs> Life's too short for free comics and stuff. So, very good. So the nap is next. Yeah, looking forward to that. Um, at the next after that is a good one. The one at number forty-five is one that I do not like at all. So I'll be or Indian. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how I react to that one when I, when I watch it again. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. You mentioned earlier about why they wouldn't play Puerto Rican Day because mm -hmm. it's well, and we've talked about a lot of these shows that were like, eh, you know, they were great back then. You get a little squirmy watching it with everything happening here in 2021. Um, I'm surprised that the Cigar Store Indian probably didn't have the same thing as the Puerto Rican Day because, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, that kind of struck me more squirmy than the Puerto Rican they prayed did too. I that one is my is my least absolute least favorite episode. It's the Puerto Rican day. It just went on and on and on, and uh, I just didn't like it. This one, yeah. this one bugged me because of how, and this is probably very politically incorrect, that it just seemed ridiculous the things that jerry was getting in trouble for <laughs> right you know right because, like he had he had no idea you know i mean i don't have any idea who might be an in, uh, american indian you know but i mean to make her out to make him out to be a bad guy because of a joke is i don't know again very politically incorrect well, yeah, I wouldn't go as far as to say, oh, it's horrible. Let's cancel Jerry about it. I kind of look at things just not based on my feeling about it, but just based on, oh, man, what would Twitter look like if, you know, it was a new episode that aired, you know, last night, you know? Yeah. And, and not to say it would I would be part of that mob, but it just saying, yeah. hey, you know, people would be going crazy. We're, you know, at sort of like a few weeks into the, New baseball season where we're not allowed to call our team by their nickname. Yeah, name. So, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a different time. It, I'll be honest, it's a little pressure. Um, you know, Laura's the editor of one of her papers, and I'm the um, the web guy, one of our a team of web people, and yeah, it, may, it makes it challenging when you start reading those um, stories and writing the headlines and making sure you can't refer to a nickname and. Uh, apparently, you know, again, there's definite reasons for it. We're not questioning the decision. Right. It, it just makes it interesting because it, it's also, you know, progressing not just from the Indians, but from some of the other high school teams that have 
names yeah. that people have questioned in the past. So. I have one in my coverage area. Yeah. I, I know which one you – I used to cover that team a lot. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it was – it spent many, many a day over it in the boy area. I'll, I'll put it like that. Yeah. So. <laughs> It should be good. It should be good. I've not been to Boyton quite a while. I'll have to sojourn out there sometimes. <laughs> all, all the memories. So, I uh, want to leave you with one other thing. Uh, you know, we this is Seinfeld. We're not going to talk about a bunch of other stuff. But Laura, I did find a, a show that has some promise. Um, you know, we we haven't talked about Modern Family as much. That's a show I've liked. I don't watch it nowhere near as religiously as I do, like The Office or Seinfeld or Frasier. Uh, but I enjoyed Modern Family, and that recently went off the air. Uh, there's a new show. And, again, we're taping this in 2021. So if you listen to this 10 years later, you might be like, oh, that's a great show of all time. Or you might be like, oh, it got canceled after two weeks. So who knows? But, Laura, I checked out this Home Economics on ABC. I watched it. What, I watched both episodes, yeah. Yeah, I was pleasantly surprised. I might – Putting it in the modern family category yet, but I, I can see it. It's kind of written in that way, and it's got some interesting family dynamics that could make it promising. I thought the second episode was better than the first. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's usually the case on shows like that. Um, usually they really work very hard on the first episode, and usually it's got too much going on, you know, in the, in the pilot. This one was a little is a little better. I just wish it was a little funnier. Yeah, I I think they're trying to get that you know family dynamic uh, you know between you know relationships to finance and everything. I, I, I saw some elements of Modern Family, but now I, to me, Modern Family, there were actors I loved. On Modern Family, even before episode one, I always liked Julie Bowen. I always liked Ed O'Neill. Yeah. Uh, they both made me laugh. They were both endearing. So, I mean, I was sold on those characters beforehand. I know the guy from that 70 show is the, the more recognizable guy. It's that, I, I got to tell you, I think I may have only seen the first episode. Uh, oh, because it's two. The one that was on last night was, um, was it last night? The night before. Um, it was okay. I watched a couple days ago. I think I missed the second episode. I'm gonna have to catch up and watch that. The first one was um, where they find out the guys separated. The second one is um, where they went to the wedding. Okay. So. Yeah, I think I missed that one. Yeah, I, I yeah, because the separated at the end was the one I I saw, and I think I, I remember everything after that. Um, and then one other movie, and, and this really has nothing to do with Seinfeld. Um, we have a review show, one of the other shows we do, where we just kind of get nostalgic and just look at some old band or some old music or or a movie or a TV show. And on that show, we watch Birdemic, which uh, has been described as the fifth worst movie of all time. So, if, Laura, if you're ever interested in watching a cult classic, and by that I mean just a movie so awful and dumb that people yeah. love it, you should check out Birdemic. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Is they call it a romantic thriller because when you think of Birdemic, you're thinking of pandemic, and you're like, "Oh, it's going to be this weird horror movie with birds or whatever." The first hour, they try to set the scene for a couple who falls in love, but mm -hmm. the dialogue is really painful to listen to. It wasn't being put together that well, and then. The, the couple finally, let's just say, hook, hooks up. So the night after they hook up for the first time, they wake up, and then birds are attacking all over the world. So it kind of goes from a very cheesy romantic comedy to this really weird thriller, and it just wasn't put together that well. You, you'll have to take a look sometime. If you're ever in the mood for a goofy, um, off-the-wall it, it, it's bad. I mean, it's not so bad. It's funny. It's so strange that it got me talking. And uh, if you're listening out there, you'll have to check it out because the night I watched it, and, and our running joke on the show is we always try to tweet one of the members of the show or the movie to say, hey, could you come on? And we actually had a guy who was a lead singer of a band come on 
we had fun talking to him. But on <laughs> this one, the star of Birdemic actually sent me a message right back, and we've been trying to play tag to see if he'll ever come on the show or not. And not sure if it's going to happen or not, but it's kind of fun going back and forth with him. <laughs> The movie's budget was ten thousand dollars, so right. I, you know, I've got some messages back and forth on Twitter to him. But I watched—he's got a really interesting a BuzzFeed video uh, that you can see on YouTube, uh, where he was talking about it. Uh, he was a just going to college in California. He, he got tired of college and wanted to be an actor. He answered. It was before Craigslist, one of those goofy acting websites. Uh, he did ten seconds of monologue. The guy's like, "You're hired. You're in." The budget in the whole movie is $10,000. The birds, I don't want to give away too much. We're we'll quickly turning into a birdemic podcast. The birds were just comically computer generated. It was really weird. And he kept on the director, oh, we should change this before we publish it. They never did. So he got to a point where he was like, it was so bad. But, you know, he was getting paid. I mean, they, they had these conventions. They pay him to do appearances. He's like, hey, might as well embrace it. So. <laughs> Yeah, very entertaining as well. And then also, I'll just use this to click a promo. Uh, we also talked to Mitch Teamley, who uh, I got these on my to-do list. Uh, he's a writer-director uh, that does movies out of Cincinnati. Uh, he actually did two movies of interest, not Zilla, which is kind of a funny sci-fi takeoff on the Godzilla movies. I saw a couple of minutes. It's actually pretty entertaining. And then he did a movie called Healing Rain. Uh, no, Healing River. Sorry, Healing River, which is actually an inspirational movie, but he got himself in hot water because it's like a gritty police drama. And it's inspirational. They try to share a Christian message, but he they're swearing in the movie, which he says, look, it's a police department. They're not all going to be you know, singing hymns all day. But you know, some Christians are, are up, up in arms about that. So yeah, so I a bunch of movies to watch, Laura. So I hear you may have vacation soon, so I, I, I'm filling yeah, up your two watch list. It should be good. Sounds good. All right, well, let's close up. Anything else about Seinfeld before I got it? Wait, sidetracked on Bird Demic. No, no, I'm good. Yeah, I'm good too. Well, to thanks. What's that? We're on to the nap. Yeah, me, me, <laughs> I'm on to the nap in the next five minutes. <laughs> I'm, I'll be <laughs> Oh, you mean the show for next week? Okay. Yeah. 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 Well, we're on to our nap, our real nap in a few minutes, and the show <laughs> next week. But as always, thanks, Laura. Appreciate it. Uh, have a good night, everybody. And thanks for checking out The Highland. It's fun doing it and just love seeing all the people listening. Have a great day, everybody. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.